0: All right. hi everybody good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you are and you are welcome to the podcast We're so excited this is like is our third one or second i can't remember this
1: is our third episode yes.
0: and we are so excited for this episode because we have an investor a lot of people always want to hear from investors Um, And just kind of hear about how they can engage with them. So we've got an amazing investor here Um, One of the only one of the few black female investors. I actually know here in the UK Uh, We've got Yvonne Bajella And I'm actually not going to introduce her because I don't think I would do it justice So I'm gonna give it over to Yvonne. Yvonne, do you want to introduce yourself?
2: Thank you so much for having me ladies. Um, So my name is Yvonne Bajella I am a venture capital investor at ImpactX. So ImpactX is a UK-based venture capital fund, and we focus on investing in underrepresented entrepreneurs. And so by that, I mean Black and predominantly female entrepreneurs that are not typically represented in venture capital portfolios. Throughout my career, I've invested over $200 million into various companies across Europe, Middle East and Africa. And I also sit on a few boards. I'm, I would say I'm a major advocate for you know, women on boards and just women just generally taking up positions of leadership.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for introducing yourself Yvonne. So first question that we've got for you what do you lo- what's one thing you love about yourself the most um, or one thing that you feel is distinct so if someone was to talk about Yvonne what would they say Yvonne stands for or you know looks like
2: Oh, interesting question. Um I would say that you know I'm not afraid to take risks so you know, taking it all the way back when I left university, I initially went into banking and I spent some time working at Goldman's and UBS and, you know, both are great companies. So I was very fortunate to do so. But I realized very early on that, you know, banking wasn't for me. And so I decided to leave and get some strategy experience. Obviously, my parents weren't happy about that. So my dad was just like, no, one, you need to stay there my friends also you know had the same perspective and I guess you know the view was if I stay in a stable company just gain a few years experience that would be the best way to go but I knew within myself that's not what I wanted to do so I took that leap of faith and I knew that I wanted to get some strategy experience and it paid off Um, and you know my friend really helped me view it from a different perspective that you know our careers are a marathon and not a sprint and taking risk pays off. Every single decision we make has a marginal amount of risk in it. And so no outcome is hundred percent. And for me, I found that it actually pays to take calculated risk throughout your career. And so it's brought me to where I am today. And over the years, you know, having worked with so many entrepreneurs witnessing that them rise from failures and so on has made me a big believer in that, you know, the biggest risk that you can actually take is not by taking any risk at all. Oh
0: Wow. You know, a lot of times people say like, you know women tend to be more risk averse and i think with someone like you like that's not the case um yeah. and yeah. actually actually one of the things as well is you know one, one of the things as entrepreneurs or people who want to be successful in life it's so important that we actually understand the purpose and the the power of taking risks because actually my, mine allowed is relationship Lauli is a very good friend of mine and we're also business partners. A lot of our decisions have been through risks um, and the the the, the um, fear of failure being included in that as well, but not listening to that fear.
1: I think um, when it comes to risk, it's one of those things that, especially when it comes to parents, because I remember when I went into business with Oya, my parents were like, business is something you do when you have lots of money and you're- yeah. <laughs> I was like well not technically it doesn't have to be like that and I think risks are very counter-cultural they're just counter-safe
2: 100% yeah I agree
1: if you they work against the very grain of your nature because naturally you're looking for safety you're looking for somewhere to settle Um, so yeah that's really inspiring what did your life look like three to five years ago?
2: So I'm going to take it back five years ago. Um, Five years ago, I was presented with the opportunity to work for Mitsui. And at the time, um, I had been working in strategy consulting, didn't have any investment experience, but I knew I wanted to break into the investment industry. And so I was presented with this opportunity to join Mitsui, a really large Japanese investment company. They have over $100 billion in assets. And it was quite a senior position as well. So I was asked to come in head up investments in Africa And I'd never worked in venture capital, private equity, never done any investment transactions before. I wanted the position, but at the same time I was battling within myself, you know, how could I take this senior position without having the experience? And I'd be expected to lead a team as well. Um, You know, great opportunities don't come by very often. So when they do come by, you've got to take them, right? So (laughs) I, I ended up taking the position and honestly speaking, the first six months of that position was the toughest period of my career ever in a sense where I was having to learn a lot I was managing a massive team of individuals um you know individuals that were in Germany individuals that were in Kenya and it was, it was real you know it was a real leap in terms of you know a step up in my career mm. and I was really fortunate actually because there was a woman who worked within the same company but she worked in the New York office and she offered to just be there for me if I needed anything looked over if I needed any advice and she really was that person that helped me settle into the role Um, and for me I think having that positive mindset really did help that you know although it was a really challenging period I knew that I wanted to excel in the role and so I I did everything to make that happen but it meant that for that initial six months I was doing late nights I was the last person in the office like almost every day I was eating takeaway every day Um, (laughs) <laughs> and it was actually it was actually a great experience because it really did propel my career in the sense where nine months after joining they actually promoted me so I went from managing investments in Africa to managing investments across Europe Middle East and Africa and it was through that that I got to travel and work in several countries so I spent some time in Kenya spent some time in Japan and it, it just changed the trajectory of my career
1: yeah and would you say was the Eiffel moment that made you kind of take that leap of faith in taking the role? Was the aha moment just, I need to do this? Or what, what was the compelling factor that made you know that actually I need to do this for myself?
2: For me, it was just like, you know, the, the view that opportunities like that don't come across very often. Like you don't get opportunities like that um, often. So when they do, you just have to grab them. And that's exactly what I did
0: wow so actually i've got a question leading from that so you moved from investment banking right um straight into in like managing invest investment um how so
2: I, like, so I actually spent a short period of time working strategy consulting. Well, oh, a okay.
0: um, couple
2: years three three years
0: that's that's so good that's so amazing and actually sometimes i you know all throughout this you know this podcast series that we've been talking about I actually believe in the power of favour like you know when favour comes by you you need to be ready to grab it and I think that your work ethic sometimes as entrepreneurs some people think oh yeah I'm going to become an entrepreneur and I'm going to work during my own time I'm going to I'm going to do things in my own time (laughs) this thing about do things in my own time have the freedom to live doesn't exist (laughs) <laughs> you know, it doesn't, exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist as entrepreneurs at all in the early stages anyway mm. um so I, I you know what you just said there about like eating takeaway every night you know being in the office till till late you know is the real deal you know i find myself that i'm sometimes thinking about even just thinking about the business till 3 a.m in the morning because i'm actually not able to think about other things i'm doing a master's right now and i struggle sometimes yeah. if i'm being honest to actually think, okay, okay, shift your mind away from and move into this master's. Um, and I don't understand how I do it, to be honest. I, I just think it's God. But I really want to encourage whoever's listening to this, if you want to go on this entrepreneurship journey, I believe that entrepreneurship chooses you. You don't always choose entrepreneurship. You have to remember that you have to put in the work, especially in the early stages as well, um, to, be, to be able to achieve the goals that you want. So anyway, moving on. Got next question. What were the things you did that um that have dramatically changed your life outcomes? It could be habits, it could be practices, and it could be beliefs.
2: I would say it's it's really mindset. So affirmations is something that I do. Um, you know, having that positive mindset in the place of work as an entrepreneur is so, so important. So just you know, using that example of when I joined Mitsui. I never felt as if failure was an option for me. So even Mm. when times got really hard, I would push through and continue striving for excellence. Mm. And that is what I believe led to me being promoted because, you know, the team around me saw me facing curveball after curveball. And I just kept pushing through and I was determined to excel. I was in a position where I I was fortunate to be in the position. And I didn't want the opportunity to, to pass by me and not deliver my best. Um, so that's the mindset that I had. And I think having a positive mindset is, is absolutely the key. I'm also a Christian and, you know, so I have firm foundations um, in Christ and I think that really does help. So I fully believe that God will never give you more than you can handle. And mm. every situation I've been through, I've, you know, even when I feel completely out of my depth, God has given me the grace to, to go through it. Um, mm. And so again, just come back to that point, like every situation I go through, I just go through it with the attitude that this is going to be okay. And if it's not, it's not the end of the world. And having that positive mindset of, you know, you know, manifestations, they really do actually materialize when you truly believe in, in do, in being able to achieve something that you put your mind to.
1: Exactly. Sorry, I was going to say, do you always, have you always been like that? Or was it something that you had to grow in? some people come out of the womb with a level of <laughs> <laughs> they
2: do like yes I'm ready for- to take on this world <laughs> well, some <sometimes> they, have-
1: <laughs> they have a level of self-belief that is almost I wouldn't say supernatural but it's it's almost a gift and then as they grow they add to it have has that been you or did you have to grow that to a point where you just had to believe in yourself
2: you know what, well, I would say that it's something that I've grown into. Um, so I wasn't always, you know, confident in my ability. I, I, I do still deal with imposter syndrome, for example. Um, but, you know, I would say very early on in my career when I worked in banking, banking is notoriously known for being a very tough environment to working. So that, that's obviously where I started my career. And there's no room for you to be a pushover in that environment. There's no room for you to not be resilient. And so I think for me, that initial period of where I started my career gave me that thick skin and really taught me that, you know, challenging periods come and go, but you live through it. Right. And when you're going through a challenging period, like I feel like sometimes we can have this tunnel vision of, Oh my God, this is the end of the world. But really Mm -hmm. it's like, in a month's time, are you really gonna remember this?
0: Mm, it's so true, it's so true, <laughs> so true. true Actually, true. when you were saying that, you know, you just you gave me a flashback back to Beyond Hair 2020. We were going through, me, I and were going through it all. I'm telling you, everything was going wrong, but no one saw it, everyone was like, yeah, it's exciting. You know, but then at that time, and even all the way till a couple months after, we were still going through it. Um, and it just felt like it was just all going to be over. But I but now I'm in, in July and I can barely remember the feeling I was going through in February. Mm. So actually sometimes we have to understand that our pain can propel us to our 100%. purpose. Um, you know, if you're willing to cause sometimes this I don't I don't like hedonism. So the hedonistic world that we're in, you know, makes us think, oh yeah, I just need to be if it's not if I'm not happy, if I don't feel good about it, you know. Then actually, I should stop it, but sometimes it's actually the pain that pushes you and i and I truly believe that the difference in, you know between the most successful people and the the less successful people in this world is to do, are people who can actually push through the pain mm. you know you look at you look at um the founder of Amazon for example, the pic, this viral picture that he has about when he put Amazon spray painted on his wall,
2: yeah
0: with like a box you know um Computer, and it's just him with like piles of books in a dusty room. And I just thought, wow, did Jeff Bezos really know that he was going to be, you know, mm-hmm. one Bezos. of the richest men in the world if he didn't push through that pain when it was all going <laughs> wrong? If he didn't, if you didn't push through, the, you know, the, the hurdles that you had during, you know, when you were working in, 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 in that investment company, I don't know if we would know Yvonne Bajella today, who was featured in Forbes, for example, you know. So, anyone listening, remember. It's not just about being hedonistic and happy. It's not about, oh, I don't feel good. Oh, the, the, the £1,000 sale did not come through this week. You might get a zero pounds, okay, <laughs> for, the next, for the next couple of weeks. But if you keep pushing, and that's been our story, okay? It's been our story. We've had zero, zero, zero for a long time. But if you push through, it could end up being, you know, the greatest thing ever. So thank you for that. That was really, really good. That was really,
1: really Uh, good. (laughs) Do you see yourself as successful? And if yes, why? And if not, why?
2: Well, I guess it depends on how you define success, right? Um, For me, my definition of success is really around, you know, am I living in my true purpose? Am I having a positive impact on other people's lives through the work that I do? And... So I would say, you know, am I living in my purpose? Yes. I believe that I, I truly love what I, what I do um, every day I wake up, you know, even when, you know, we're facing challenges at work, I wake up feeling excited about the work that I do. And, and I still have that drive and motivation. Um, and I do believe that it's fully aligned with my core strengths and my gifts in terms of, you know, impacting people's lives i do believe that the work i do has a positive impact on people's lives and i'm empowering people through the work that i do by investing in underrepresented founders so yes i I would say that i'm successful from from that perspective have i achieved everything that i want to achieve no but i'm on my way to achieving it Um, so in the meantime i'm going to continue living boldly and not settle for anything less really
1: yeah love that you know how businesses have a vision statement or a mission statement sorry if do you have a mission statement for yourself like Yvonne Bajala so and so does this has this level of impact do you have a vision mission statement
2: do you know what I actually don't it's something that I should probably create right (laughs) but one thing that I always say my mantra is just be unapologetically me um and just like be myself like come up show up everywhere Mm -hmm. authentically me yeah, um, that's something I I fully try to live out. I
0: love that. We actually have a podcast, and we always plug this club this, this podcast every time because we think it was such a good one. We had a pod, we have actually a podcast episode that does talk about doing a vision statement where we actually break it down. My senior pastor, you know, almost forced me to do it, you know, about a year ago. <laughs> By force. Yeah, he did. He forced <laughs> me to do it. Um <laughs> It forced me to write, write my story. And, and I thought it was really powerful. Um, and since then, I, you know, we've been kind of preaching that gospel. Everyone needs to write their vision. But yeah. I think sometimes when it gets hard, you just need to look at that document and, and, and say, actually, what, what am I called to do? What am I here for? Yeah. What's the reason of my existence. Um, is this all worth it? Is this, you know, is chasing the money worth it? Is chasing this?
2: Mm. So, One yeah. thing that I, I did do this year for the first time was create a vision board. I know I'm late to the party, but <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. I, I, <laughs> I found it actually really powerful. Like being able to visualize like where you wanna be mm. has has had a huge impact on me for this year.
0: Yeah. It is good. I need to do a vision board. I mean my, my our business coaches doesn't agree with vision boards, but I'm still gonna do one. <laughs> um, <laughs> why not? Just out of interest. Why not? She, I think for her, she just She doesn't, she doesn't see the reason of that because she thinks that a lot of people create vision boards and it's just a picture, but they don't have strategy behind it.
2: Mm.
0: Um, It's just, oh, I want to have a, and actually I was telling one of my friends off about this the other day. Um, I want to have a a sports car, but then (laughs) your your habits and your. (laughs) I'm not
2: leading you to get
0: that car. (laughs) I'm not leading you to get that car. You know, I Um, want to buy a house when, you know, I want to go to university when and how and yeah. so that's kind of why she doesn't know. One, that. one thing
2: that I, I really like to do is um, so I have monthly goals and I have like longer term annual goals and then I have midterm goals for say three years and then I have longer term goals. So I really do try to break down my goals and make them really actionable. Um, mm. And that's something that I recommend.
1: <laughs> I was going to say actionable goals are actually really effective because even we've seen how we have, Yearly goals, but then when we break them down into quarters, yeah. it helps us be focused on what we need to achieve and we don't deviate from it. And that actually helps us feel more fulfilled because we don't feel like we just wrote this big vision.
2: Because mm. that, um, that big vision can be scary unless you break them down, right? Because yeah, you, know, yeah. you can have this major goal, but how you actually get there, if you just have that big goal, it's, it's difficult to see how you're going to get there without those small steps. Completely
0: so last question what is your advice for the woman who may be confused about the path that they should go on what would you say to them
2: Hmm. do you know i would say don't be afraid of failure um as i said one thing about me is i'm not afraid to take risk and I, i feel as if you know the biggest advice that i can give is take calculated risk in your career particularly in your early 20s or even late 20s, because any risk that you take in your 20s is going to have a far less impact than a risk taken in your 30s or 40s. And even if it doesn't work out, you will learn something in the process. And if it does, it can prove really pivotal in changing the trajectory of your career. And so for me, it was that opportunity at Mitsui, the Japanese investment firm, which really proved pivotal in my career. It led me to managing an international team and investing all over the world. Had I not taken that, at risk and had i stayed in banking maybe i wouldn't be where i am today um more practically speaking i would advise them to dig deep and think about what are the skills and abilities that are unique to you and you know things that you really love doing because oftentimes it's those things that you love doing that you really excel at is where you know you should really focus your efforts on um, and just generally it's okay to experiment i mean my career has now spanned over eight years since leaving university. And in that time, I've gone from banking, strategy, and now I'm venture capital. So it's okay to test career paths. You just have to trust the process and know that your career is a marathon and not, and not a sprint. It's yeah. a long-term yeah. game and really see it like that. That's
0: amazing. Okay, thank you so much, Yvonne, for having a nice conversation with us. I've, I've had fun um, talking
2: to you. So have you. I. Thank you, lady. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so do you want to just plug your socials and anything you're working on right now that you think people should know about
2: yeah so um socials abombajela y-v-o-n-n-e b-a-j-e-l-a um you can find me on instagram twitter linkedin um at the moment i'm continuing to back unrepresented entrepreneurs and i'm about to launch a newsletter actually so um you'll find the link for that in my uh instagram
1: yeah
0: awesome thank you so much Yvonne so Lauli what's the woke work for this week
1: I think woke work for today this week is to really think about um those questions that you ask yourself so if you are um confused or not really sure about where to place yourself ask those questions about what your gifts are and create those goals that are bite-sized that, that you can achieve week by week um set yourself quarterly goals yearly goals and also maybe creating a vision board is a good idea for you because it doesn't work for some people but some people need that picture in front of them to continue to motivate them so that is the way and if you're doing it hashtag and let us know how you're finding it
0: awesome thank you guys speak to you soon bye bye